Oh, yeah, we're going. What's up, everybody? Here with an old friend of mine I haven't really talked to in a while, but I'm always glad to re-up with my old friends. Dan, who are you? What do you do? All that jazz. Play whatever you want, man. <laughs> yo, yo, yo. I'm Dan Key, lead singer of the band Green Knuckle Material, or GKM for short, at GKM Band on Facebook, Instagram. Check us out on Spotify, Apple Music, YouTube. Just type in Green Knuckle Material. Green like the color, knuckle like your fist, material like some stuff. Um, we just dropped the new song actually this past Friday called John Gotti, J-O-H-N-G-O-T-T-I. So definitely check that out. And uh, thanks for having me here, Glenn. It's good to see you, and it's good to be here. Dude, of course. I, I, I'm really excited. I've honestly thought about having you on for, like, you know, here and there for a while now, because I think we, you know, you'd be good on the show. And uh, I always love promoting GKM. I think you guys are probably my number one, if not one of, like, my favorite, like, fans. And you guys, you guys are definitely, like, the best on the local scene. And you guys put on that show. I came to a show with these guys. With you guys, uh, I played it too, but it was whatever. I was opening. Yeah, you killed. No, nah, dude, I did not. You guys fucking you killed did. it. You guys and Cook Douglas, that was the best show I think I've ever been to in my life. You're amazing. You guys are so fun on stage. <laughs> um, you know, like, other Dan, fucking Kang, you know what I mean? You guys just rock. I love you guys to death. And uh, uh, please, everyone, go listen to John Gotti because these guys um, – you, you have a lot of interesting music concepts. Like you had that song about uh, Game of Thrones, right? Hey, yeah, that was a little a little marketing technique, I guess. Game of Thrones was at its peak. It was right before, you know, it became terrible. And so we were just like, yeah, let's do it. We, we had this song idea for like a year or two. And we're like, let's just do it. And we had like a two week period or so to get it all recorded and done. And so we were in the studio every single day. Um, especially D string Dan, uh, the other Dan in the band. Um, he was in the studio probably eight hours or longer every single day. Cause he was there recording with each individual person when they came in. So we'd have somebody come and do guitar, somebody come and do the sax, do the drums, had somebody come and do some keys. So that was a whole process, but it ended up doing really well. I mean, the whole, the song ended up getting, like 130,000 plays or something on Spotify, which is awesome. Um, and we were really excited about it. So after, after the season finale of Game of Thrones, though, <laughs> like it's so funny because it was like getting 100, 200, 300, 400 views every single day. And then after that finale, it was like five, <laughs> 10, and then eventually it just leveled off. And now it doesn't get that many plays anymore because the hype's kind of gone. Yeah, man, I, I had a similar kind of experience with, um, are you, you know, some odd savage. Do I know some odd savage? Yeah. He's a, he's a rapper from like Montclair. He's a, uh, he, he does, he does pretty good numbers. And do you, do you remember that song? I'm not racist with Joyner Lucas. And it was like the white guy with the Trump hat arguing with the black guy. And it was like a, it was a rap song to each other. It's ringing some bells. So that song like blew up. Um, I think around 2016 when all this, like, uh, the the racial um, like the race the racial inequality in America was really coming to like a mainstream peak and you know things were very divided here um, as they still are but it was really bad at this point so Samad ha had an idea to twist that on his head Samad's a Muslim so we did we did a Muslim versus Christian version of that 
And we released a video and it was really cool called I'm Not Racist 2, T-O-O. And it blew up and it got like 50,000 views in like a few days. And then I think it went to 60 and then YouTube removed it. Um, You're kidding. Yeah, it's, 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 and the thing is too, it's the same thing Joyner Lucas did, but like Samad wrote it from the perspective of a Muslim person, you know? And so, yeah, they removed it because it was anti-Muslim, but he, it was not even anything close to that. Like I, I played the, I played the mean guy in the, like, but then I, we became friends at the end of the video and then, yeah, they removed it. And then the, the song passed its popularity, like the original, I'm not racist. So then when the video got re-uploaded, it only has like a couple, like maybe 13,000 now, but it was on its way to get like pretty big. So yeah, so I can't believe they removed it. Censorship, man. That's terrible. Yeah. And that's that thing too. Like, censorship eventually affects everyone you know the people who are so sometimes the people who are super pro like censoring everything to the point like some things obviously need to be censored but that's going to come back and hit you too and uh not that we realize that but it's crazy that we were we thought we were doing something good and it still got censored Mm -hmm. yeah but yeah yeah. and i I think I mean, a lot of people think censorship is good and I do to some extent when you're talking about, you know, preventing the spread of misinformation because misinformation is a huge problem in the modern age where every like, like very unreliable sources can look reliable. They can, you know, they, they, they can make their, um, what's uh, their, their, their news using air quotes (laughs) they make their news seem legit even though it's not and so that's the problem like facebook instagram they have to constantly be monitoring the the spread of misinformation but at the same time there are things that get censored that aren't necessarily misinformation and that's i think a huge problem because it's yeah of course you want to spread you want to stop the spread of misinformation but when you're just suppressing free speech just outright I think that's more of a more more of a, a larger issue because, I mean, one you're supposed to have free speech in in, in the U.S. right? That's that's part of part of the uh, the Constitution. But these companies want to control what's on their platforms, obviously. But when they do that, they're now infringing on our actual rights. They're infringing on the rights of the American people, and so that it gets into this like gray area. You know, how much censorship is too much censorship? Yeah. And we're kind of in this weird middle ground where we don't like, you know, I think there's probably a lot of people who think this is like a um, technological revolution and it is, but I think we're also in a revolution of coming outside of a a division. I don't know how to explain that. I don't want to call it centrism. I don't, I don't really want to call it that, but I think people are realizing more and more as history goes on, especially now with, with social media, all that stuff, the more we're divided, the worse society is going to be. I mean, people just stormed the Capitol, um, all the riots this year, like, you know, and and things just get really bad. Things elevate to extreme levels, no matter where you are, if you're, if you're in an extreme and, you know, people are on the extremes of the free speech issue, right? Some people want total like censorship over people, you know, people are trying to, the canceling is that on the left. And then on, on, um, the right, it's like you should be able to say whatever you want, whenever you want, like 100% mm-hmm. of the time, even if it's disinformation or even if it's like crazy QAnon cult stuff. And it's like, well, there's probably a, a good middle ground where we can all get along. But and that's where most people are. 
but the media doesn't allow us to see that. And especially with these algorithms. So I think that's kind of the era we're going to look back at this on is the era of realizing that we need to compromise. Um, mm-hmm. and then, I mean, you're, you're a member of a band, so you know, like compromising is, is super important pretty much in everything you do. Right. Of course. Yeah. That's, that's interesting. I mean, I just, you talk about the country being divided and, I just think that's so wrong, you know, like, why does it have to be one side versus another side? You know, why do you have to pick a side? Because I look at the left and right and I see their various viewpoints and there are certain things on the left that I agree with and certain things on the right I agree with. And then there's certain things on the left I disagree with and certain things on the right I disagree with. So I'm like, I'm not really sure. Am I on the left or right? You know, you know, and so why, why do you have to pick a side? I mean, can't you just be a free, can't you just be a free thinking individual without right. choosing sides per se? Um, Cause the division is really, that's what tears the country apart. It, when it becomes us versus them, it's just, it's like, it's a, it's a, it's a war. And that's how civil wars start when there's sides. Uh, I think people need to, you know, start thinking about that and, you know, turn to kindness more than anything kindness and love for each other you know it's like what was talked about in the 70s like the hippie movement kindness and love man um but really that's so important it's so important to have kindness and love for one another and to also try to understand everybody's viewpoint because there's certain issues the left talks about and certain issues the right talks about and the right here's what the left has to say and says, oh, no, but that makes no sense because of this. And the left hears what the right has to say and says, oh, no, that makes no sense because of this. But really, nobody's trying to understand each other. And understanding is, you know, that's where you can start having the compromise, like you mentioned. Yeah, exactly. And um, I, I think going forward, I think we really have to just understand that we're all wrong. Some of our views are wrong. People have such a hard time admitting that. I'm wrong all the time. Mm-hmm. And uh, one of my mentors, uh, Professor uh, Michael Thompson from William Patterson, told me on this podcast, I love, he said, I love being wrong because that means I can learn something. And, you know, you look at some of the great thinkers in history and they pretty much all said the same thing. You know, like being wrong is important because you can learn. Um, and also understanding the golden rule, you know, like you're talking about compassion and kindness and just listening to each other. The golden rule is in every single possible uh the golden rule being do unto others as you would yourself it's in every religion every philosophy but i think it's do you think it's too easy to not do that do you think it's easier to just get mad at another side kind of do you think it's easier to do toxic tribalism than it is to be an understanding kind of person yes it's definitely easier just to attack the other side because um you said you like being wrong most people do not like being wrong and most people can't even fathom the possibility that they're wrong. You know, it's all about perspective and your perception of things. And so there's been times in my life where I've believed something and I believed it wholeheartedly, like, like, absolutely. This is fact. And then just flat out got proven wrong at some point. And then I was like, what the, what the heck, you know? And so people, a lot of people don't realize that they can just be wrong, that they, that their, their viewpoint could be incorrect or not fully correct. There could be issues with it. And a lot of people don't even want to, you know, entertain that idea. So then it just becomes 
I need to defend my position. I need to defend my position. And how am I going to do that by attacking yours? Right. Versus I want versus actually wanting to understand. I feel like when there's a disagreement, people often are listening with the intent to respond. Right. I think people need to be listening with the intent to understand. Mm. Right. Yeah. It's powerful stuff. (laughs) (laughs) Cause I mean, under, like I said, understanding is how you can create solutions. If you just don't get what the other person is saying and you're just responding with your own views and trying to choke them, shove your views down their throat. It's just, nothing's going to happen other than you're just going to keep disagreeing. You're going to get the tension's going to grow worse and then it's going to spiral out of control. So yes, it's definitely easier to just defend yourself and attack the other person's position, but it's smarter to listen with the intent to understand and actually try to understand the other person with the possibility that you could be completely wrong. And that's an ego thing. A lot of people don't want to admit that they're wrong ever because they were set in their beliefs and they want to believe that their beliefs are correct. It kind of reminds me of, this is such a weird thing to bring up, but my subconscious thought of it and put it in my consciousness. So I have to bring it up. Um, Sloth from the Goonies, you know, he's behind that door and everyone thinks Sloth is a monster. And that's like the archetype that he represents, you know, like Mm -hmm. the kind monster. And you know, he's treated terribly by his brothers and his mother. And then uh, the Goonies actually opened the door, opened the door to a compromise with Sloth. And Sloth actually winds up being really nice, no matter mm-hmm. what their differences are between um, the, the Goonies, like the actual little kids and, and Sloth. They become like the best of friends. And I think that's something we should do with each other. No matter what kind of monster we think the other person is, open the door and actually see that they're a real person. That's beautiful. I'm a fucking genius, brought up. <laughs> I'm with you, man. I, I, I love, I love that, um, that analogy. I love that the the, Thanks, the comparison of sloth because you know that's that's how you know the left views the right and the right views the left. Oh, they're monsters. They're monsters, but they're not really understanding that everybody has something to offer, and everybody has different viewpoints that we should be trying to understand. I have to write that down, dude. I'm trying to, I like, I'm in the middle of like writing a book right now. I don't know if it's ever going to be or whatever. Whoops, my bad. But uh, I need to write down that because it's, it's literally about this topic. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, and this is the whole reason I started the podcast too, because I want to write down the sloth thing is what I was saying. But I started the podcast because when I wanted to do it, right, uh, I, I like talking. I like being in front of people. Obviously, I have that like, I need attention thing that a lot of artists have. But also, I, I realized I was wrong so many times in my life just because I gave people an opportunity to say what they think to me. And I want people to continue to do that. And I want to, even if I say this almost all my podcasts, even if just one person listens and they change their perspective on something, that's what's important to me. And uh, I know probably Ethan Shapiro is listening to this. So shout out to Ethan Shapiro, our boy. But uh, <laughs> yeah, like, um, you know, even if like one person listens and gets new perspective, that's what's important. And that means that means so much to me. Uh, one thing I wanted to go back on too, and you brought up the hippie movement, you know, just like free love, understanding each other. Do you think, uh, especially like in music, do you think that's going to come back at all because of how divided the country is right now? Ooh, I don't know if it's going to come back because of how divided the country is. I feel like the division is growing worse. Um, 
especially with the storming of the Capitol and this whole crazy political shenanigans going on. But I mean, I think there are a lot of people that are still talking about love and understanding. And so it's not necessarily that it'll come back. I think it just, it's never really left. It's just other things are taking precedent. I mean, you turn on the mainstream media and what do you see? COVID cases, like politics. You see, you don't, you don't see the people saying, Hey, love one another. <laughs> you don't see there's, there's none of those protests going on. So, I mean, I would like for that movement to come back. I don't know if it will though. I, re- I mean, I really couldn't say that. I, it, I think it would be great. I think it'd be great for us to everybody to kind of open their eyes and be like, Oh wait, we're all a people. We're all, we're all humans. Like we're not, it's not the left and the right. We're actually all just like together in this together. Um, that would be really great, but you know, we'll see what reality brings. <laughs> no, man, it's so true. Like I, I, and I, I do this podcast. I've had a lot of episodes in the little amount of time I've done this. I used to do it two times a week and you know, we're over 50 episodes now. And every single person I have on, we basically say the same thing. Like, even if we disagree, we agree that people need to agree more. And I think most people are, I, I, I truly believe most people are like us. If you talk to someone, it's just like these, these super people, the people that are in super extremes, they're a minority, but they're like a vocal minority, you know, like mm-hmm. most people, even most people who support Trump didn't storm the Capitol. My, my dad's a, my dad's a Trump supporter. And he was looking at that and being like, they're so stupid. They're not even wearing masks. You know what I mean? Like most people are reasonable people. It's just, that's not what sells tickets, you know, like controversy mm-hmm. sells tickets, controversy yep. uh, does ratings. Um, Fox news, like for example, they're always talking about and same thing with CNN, right? They're, let's just say the news. They're always talking about the other side, but if you go backstage with those people, they probably are more like able to, to be comparable to other ideas. Right. They're doing that. They're, they're fighting on the show. and They're talking about, well, the, the Democrats are blah, 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 blah. And the Republicans are trying to blah, blah, blah. They're doing that because they want people to watch. And that's not real. You know, it's like news is political porn, bro. Oh, my God. News is po- like porn for politics. Oh, my gosh. I can't, I can't agree more. It's, it's I can't agree more. I was I actually I'll, I'll entertain the Fox News and CNN clips that pop up on my YouTube feed. You know, there's always that like the news updates on your YouTube feed. And I'll, I'll watch the clips every now and again, just because the, you know, the clickbaity title will get me. And I'll be like, what? That's crazy. And I'll, and I'll click on it. But usually with both, both Fox and CNN, I'm usually waiting the entire time for some type of fact, some type of actual news the entire time I'm watching. I'm always just waiting for it. And it never comes. It's always just blanket statements. Like that's not like um, the election was rigged. You know, like, okay, so can we hear the evidence for why it is? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. The left is, you know, trying to hide that the election was rigged. Trump actually won. It's like, okay, I would like to hear what the evidence is that makes you believe that it was rigged, other than the fact that he lost, you know? And same thing from the other side. It's just Trump is falsely claiming the, the, the election was rigged. Falsely claiming, falsely claiming. It's like, okay, uh, do we have the proof that, these claims are false. Why would the president of the United States just be spouting nonsense if there wasn't some type of backing? So you look a little deeper and you find some, and you find the reasons on both sides for why, why they think that it could have been rigged and yeah. why they think it couldn't. And you're like, okay, well, these are these, like these pieces of evidence. Uh, I don't want to say evidence. These mm, factors, I guess, I mean, is a good word. These, yeah, sure. these factors exist. So why aren't they discussing these on the news? It's just blanket statements. Like, yeah. 
this is wrong. This is false, falsely, falsely claiming that it's rigged. And it's always used with opinionated statements and the statements themselves have words like word choices that are directly trying to influence how the way you view what they're saying. So it's never just here are the facts you can decide for yourself or here are the facts. Um, so this is what we should believe. It's just, you should believe this because we're telling you to believe this and mm-hmm. because you're, you're watching CNN and you know, Cuomo is going to say whatever he wants to say and you're going to believe him because you're, 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 you're he, he's Cuomo, you know, I mean, I'm kind of rambling a little bit, but it's just, no, dude, please ramble. This is a, it, this is a podcast. That's what that's I what love the open format like this to just be able to spout thoughts. It's just, yeah. I want to hear more news on the news versus just this ratings boosters these these ratings these ratings boosters i guess we can call them that's a cool that's a good good term they're just trying to talk about the controversies and use these blanket statements to create more division create more controversy so that you know they get more views and they influence more people i guess but it's just like you said news is just porn it is porn It's, it's just porn it's like yeah it's like we're 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 just jerking off to our like ideas that we're just, like projecting onto the screen, man. By the way, you can't curse on here. I literally. don't think I thought you cursed at all. Yeah. Well, not literally, figuratively. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm, I'm not literally jerking off, but yes, figuratively, we're jerking you know off what? to to what's going on. You're just like, yes, that's I what know. I believe. That's what I believe. You know, it's <laughs> yeah, all fake. Exactly. exactly. My friend, my friend Tian, uh, who's a who's a YouTuber and a comedian, he he kind of brought that up to me. Like people are just jerking off in front of each other. Like what you said. We're, we're trying to respond with the response, not with an understanding. Um, where do you, where do you get your news from to not cut? So you're not doing that, like that porn thing where you're just going through videos to see what you like. How do you get your news to make sure you're um, getting something that you think is accurate or uh, what's a source that you trust? Oh, wow. That's an amazing question. And it's right. so difficult because honestly, I don't really necessarily trust any, uh, any form of news. I mean, which, which sounds a bit crazy to say, but it's really just, you know, the news, uh, I'm going to get into like a little, little bit of my crazy side here, but it's just the news. A lot of it is just to, like I said, to create ratings and the people that are paying the news stations, which they are, you know, news stations are accepting donations. They're going to say what they're told to say. So the guys on Fox, they have to just attack the left all day. The guys on CNN have to attack the right all day. So right, right, right off the rip, those two are just out because they're not, they, their, their agendas are so obvious to me. And then finding actual reputable sources is also difficult because I can't trust that they're not also taking donations and they don't, and they don't also have higher agendas, you know, like even like the New York times is very reputable. It's been around forever, but sometimes there's things said in the New York times where I'm like, ah, I mean, that doesn't, I don't, you know, I, I don't know about that. It just seems suspicious. Yeah. And that really goes for any news station. So what I do is I try to look at what everything is saying I try to look at what all the stations are saying and try to find the commonalities between them. Mm. So I can't really look at any single station and get any, a, a, any particular source that where I feel like, okay, this is, this is good news. This is good. A good station for me to look at because I always find issues, but if you look at all of them together and then 
add up what they're saying, you can come, you, you can actually draw real conclusions to what's going on, right. but it's hard to look past all the bias. It's really hard to look past all the bias. Um, what, one place that I always want to suggest to people, um, I get, I get some news from there. First of all, I, I've stopped watching news mostly just because it like, it like, just like how porn's same. bad for you. It's bad. It's, it's like, I don't need to hear this. It's the same thing every day. Like um, I'm reading this book Sapiens right now. And one of the things that kind of stuck out to me in my mind from the book was because since before the world was globalized, uh, you know, like if we were, when we were in tribes, you, if something else happened in a tribe, like let's say we were in a tribe in New Jersey and there was a tribe in California that might as well be on Mars because we wouldn't even know about it, you know, mm-hmm. but because it's right in our face that we're always concerned about it. There, there's this number called Dunbar's number and you're, people are only supposed to exist in groups of 150. That's how many people you can gossip about reliably and keep in your head. Now we're in this global society and we're concerned about every issue in every single place. It, it's destroying our mental health, our mental health. And that's, that's not what, that's one of the things we don't talk about. We talk about social media. We talk about the extremities of social media, but we don't talk about this overbearance of competition and news in our face all the time. So, I mean, I, I like to hear why you stopped watching the news too, but I, I stopped watching specifically for that because I was like, well, I'll know more when this gets closer to me, you know, like I know I have to wear the mat, all this stuff, but the stuff that's on the news, it's like not even real. It's not even real. So why am I even watching it? The stuff that's real is like what I'm hearing from other people. And then I'm, I'm kind of doing what you do with the news and just kind of creating this amalgamation of what's actually happening. Yeah. The problem with doing that though, you know, mm-hmm. even though I said you can find the commonalities and gives you an idea of what's going on. The problem still is that you just, you really have no idea what to believe. I mean, there's, you have no idea what to believe. And the idea of disinformation, you know, like governments lying to their, lying to the public to achieve a higher agenda. A lot of people aren't even aware that that's just like a thing. That's a thing that governments do very casually. And it's like, what? The government doesn't lie to the people. But it's like, yeah, yeah, the government does lie to the people. And if you want to look up all the examples of where they've done it in history, like, here you go. A, a, a nice CIA document for you. CIA.gov. Like, <laughs> like, 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 whatever, like whatever you want. You know? <laughs> for, for, for real, though, I mean, people don't even realize that that's a thing, that there can be higher agendas and that you're told certain things just so you can believe so that you, your, your, your viewpoint will fit into the, uh, what's the word, the mainstream narrative what they want you to believe, right? Um, again, sounding a bit crazy because what they want you to believe. But that's really it. I mean, it's yeah, right. there's people there's people in power. There's people in power with power and they want to maintain that power and they also want to control the population so that they can make more money and get more power. And that's always going on all the time. And I think a lot of people just aren't really aware that because of that, it ends up, happening on a large large scale so your the everyday ideas that you accept could just be completely false for example wearing a mask um you know if you you could wear a mask and it could definitely help stop the spread should it be mandatory for you to wear a mask at all times i mean i don't really know i don't i don't, I don't really know if that if that if that's true why do we need to I wear mean, them outside we don't like do, like who knows yeah, I, it, is, it, is it really helping that much? And it's like, why am I wearing a mask into a restaurant 
And then when I sit down at the table, I'm taking my mask off. Like, is that doing, is that actually doing anything? Right. Yeah. You're still taking it off. Like, I don't know. Yeah. But there then put be- it back on when you go to the bathroom. So I'm like, <laughs> so I'm like, I like have it on I sit, for two seconds. I sit down at the table. I take it off. I like order my food. Then I go to the bathroom, put it back on, go to the bathroom, come back, take it back off. And I'm just like, I'm still here. I'm still breathing in the air. Yeah. Yeah. They're finding that the most the places that people are spreading them spreading it the most are at home too. You know, like what's happening with the nursing homes and shit. It's like maybe like maybe we should be wearing them more at home too. And like it's it that's the thing. Like no, neither of us know what the fuck is going on. You know, mm-hmm. like how often am I supposed to wear it? When am I supposed to wear it? Like I'm very pro mask, especially if you're in the bathroom because you don't smell your own poop, which I think is actually <laughs> such a good advantage. Tell me I'm wrong. <laughs> yeah but sometimes i smell my own breath and that can be worse (laughs) (laughs) yeah i just drank a whole bunch of coffee dude trust me dude if you spill spilling coffee in your mask is the worst thing ever i did that the other day and i was like i mean this just i drink my coffee black and i was like this just smells like shit dude this is not good (laughs) coffee's so good and it's such a good fun drug but it just smells so horrible yeah i mean it depends, you know, sometimes it sometimes got that nice, that nice scent. Depends what kind of mood you're in. As for ma- on the mask topic though, I mean, I'm not really for or against it. Like I wear my mask because it's what's socially acceptable. And I'm just like, okay, Social you know, like, I, I don't really yeah. care. It's not a big deal for me to wear a mask. If, 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 if it's going to be protecting people, I'll, yeah. I'll, wear, I'll wear my mask. Right. Do I think somebody should be arrested for wearing a mask? Nah, hell or for, or no for not wearing a mask? Hell no. You should not be arrested for not wearing your mask. I mean, I where in the laws does it say you have to wear a mask? I mean, I don't know. That the sort of thing just, pisses me off. Really? Like, you know, that creates more of a divide. Exactly. Like if police are going up people, like they should just be like, the police should just have masks on them, you know, and just be like, Hey dude, just please put this on, man. <laughs> yeah, not tackle like, them to the ground. <laughs> yeah. Just like maybe find them or like, yeah, tackle them. Beat the shadow of them? No. <laughs> 2319. 2319. <laughs> Blue 42. I think cops should just tell people. I think cops should um, just maybe maybe not even arrest people. Just like publicly shame people and be like, just in front of everyone. If someone's not wearing a mask, be like, this guy's just being an asshole. And then walk. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> That's way worse. Yeah. They'd, they'd probably not be good for some, you know. If they're going up to like certain types of people, especially saying that, that would be pretty bad too. Like, uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so one thing you have a lot of books behind you. you. Are you a reader, Dan? This is not actually my. Uh, it's your girlfriend. My quarters. <laughs> this is my girlfriend's father's office. Oh. But, uh, okay. I used I used to be a reader, but not so much anymore. I haven't uh, done a lot of reading. I'm more of an audiovisual learner, so I like to watch videos. Oh, for perfect. My, for perfect. a lot of my learning. Well, I, I just think, you know, um, I honestly don't think there's a big difference between books and, and educational videos and podcasts because like audiobooks and podcasts are, if you listen to a Dan Carlin podcast, Hardcore History, it's the same thing as an audiobook. So as long as I think just people need to get more information, uh, mm-hmm. like the, the stuff you were talking about with the control of the government, just read the prints and read the art of war, simple reads, or just watch a video about them. And you'll understand that like the stuff that Dan is saying is 100% true. There's people people who seek power want it. And then that power corrupts them even further. Um, so uh, like, where, where, where do you, where do you get your education from? You know, like what, what are some resources? Like for me, I, I watch like Joe Rogan's podcast and then I'll like buy the book from someone I see on the podcast or something, or, or, or look more into that. Like Jordan Peterson, I'll watch his debates or lectures. 
So where do you, where do you get your information? I love Jordan Peterson, man. I just bought his new book too. Oh yeah. What, what, what's the new book called? So I read 12 rules. It's mm-hmm. honestly my favorite, maybe my favorite book ever. It helped me like get my life in order, you know, as it's supposed to. So this new one's called beyond chaos, 12, 12 more rules. And oh. it's like, cause the original 12 rules for life he wrote, it was 50 rules, but his publisher told him to put it down to 12. So this is just 12 more rules. And he just got back from rehab and stuff. So I'm really interested in reading the subject matter. Oh, that's great. Um, yeah. yeah. Jordan Pearson's really cool. Uh, I, I agree with a lot of what he has to say. And I know a lot of people really disagree with what he has to say, but I think he's a, a very educated, smart guy. And he just constantly tries to frame his ideas so that they're not offensive, you know, like, but people always want to say, Oh, you're, so you're against women. And he's just like, what? <laughs> you know? And he's, he's, he's so smart and like calm. And he just, you know, he, he yeah. deals with that sort of, those sort of attacks in such an, such a what's 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 a good word so he's really calm just a calm way like it's just he's just very cool calm cool and collective and i i respect that about him and his ideas i find extremely interesting as well as for where i get most of my information from it's the majority of it is from youtube so watching guys like jordan peterson jordo jordan peterson (laughs) and ben shapiro it may be even sometimes um and there's also smaller smaller content creators that create really good content. Uh, Andrew Kirby creates awesome content. I, I, I love watching his videos and they've actually helped me a lot. So that's the, that's the place where I get the majority of my information, my learning from is YouTube easily. Just cause I, like I said, I'm audio visual. And I, I love that you said Ben Shapiro too. He's a guy I disagree with on so much and I don't like a lot of what he says. Yeah. But he's objectively super smart and he has a mm. lot of good points that he brings up. And yeah, he's fun to make fun of. And I don't agree with them a lot. Like same with Tim Pool, but those guys are really fucking smart. And if you listen to them, you will learn something. You mm-hmm. know, Ben Shapiro's popular because of a few things, but he's really fucking smart. Like more people need to understand that. Like I consider myself a liberal to some extent. I'm like center left. But um, I, the more I learn about economic policies and the utilitarianism of them and the importance of them, the more I'm like, oh yeah, actually that's, more of a liberal thing to do if, if you're more economically conservative in a lot of ways and uh you can you can learn a lot of stuff from from like ben shapiro and those guys and uh yeah 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 definitely uh, they ever even if you disagree there's always there's always something to learn you can mm-hmm. there's always something to learn from anybody um even <laughs> i had a discussion with a friend um actually was i think i think it was ethan ethan shapiro and he was talking about how he doesn't want to take advice from anybody that hasn't done what he wants to do and there's a lot to be said for that because you know you obviously want to be getting your information from the people that have accomplished what you want to accomplish that you can then accomplish it but i firmly believe that everybody has something to offer even the random stranger on the street spouting nonsense can sometimes offer some good insight or some good advice that you, you didn't, or, or, or to something that you didn't know about, you know? And mm-hmm. I think it's important to always just be listening and try with, with the intent to understand so that you can learn from everybody because everybody has something to offer, even if you disagree with their viewpoints. Yeah, absolutely. And that, that's in like, I think Jordan Peterson talks about that in 12 rules. It's also in uh, how to win friends and influence people seven highly effective habits for successful people or whatever mm-hmm. like yeah every you you have to take everything as 
you know, people say take things with a grain of salt, but to that effect, you need to take everything someone says like a seed, right? So this conversation right now, some of the things you're telling me, I'm going to take as seeds and plant them in my mind and other things I'll plant in my mind. And those, those two things will make connections and their roots will grow together and I'll water those ideas and they'll just grow out and grow out and grow out. And that's how, that's how you, when you make connections with different things, like for me, it's books. Uh, you're a big Naruto fan, right? Oh yeah. Right. So when you watch Naruto and you get things from those characters and from those archetypes, you're probably making like subconscious connections with those things. And it's really helping your own life. Like I'm making a connection now. A lot of what I do, I I was inspired by Naruto as a kid to always just try to be the best I can be. And and that's probably the way I am today. You know, and I, I, that's why I really like that you can learn. And Naruto is a great example from that. He learns from everyone he meets, even bad mm-hmm. guys. Yeah. Yeah. Naruto's great. First of all, I need to uh, applaud your metaphor of the roots growing in your mind and you watering them and becoming a tree. That's just beautiful. Right, I, I love that. Maybe write that down for the book as well. <laughs> but, oh, I have to watch this, I think. Because <laughs> that, that's really cool. Because that's exactly what happens. Everything you're taking in, it's occupying some type of space in your mind like a seed and it does grow into what eventually becomes your perception, your, and your beliefs. And so that's why it's very important to, you know, listen to what, li- li- listen, listen to everything, right. Take it with a grain of salt, but also what's, what am I looking for? You want to, you want to be open to all ideas, but you don't necessarily want to dwell on all ideas. So, like the stuff you're hearing in the news, you know, you, you, you can be open to hearing what they're saying and what's going on, but you can't let it incite deep emotions. For example, if I watch so like a video on people storming the Capitol, it makes me really angry. I can't allow that to fester and that anger to fester because that's just not healthy, you know, and I could be using that energy for so much more important things. Another example that got me really angry was um, an 18-year-old college girl left the country um, on vacation. She came back. She was supposed to quarantine for 14 days, but she had to go to a skiing competition. So she went to her skiing competition, and she actually got in legal trouble. She ended up getting community service, and the judge was pushing for four months in prison. So dumb. and So dumb. And I was so angry by that so so angry uh so so angered by that I, it made me so angry because it's just what laws did she break how are you trying to put an 18 year old college girl in prison for not quarantining for 14 days i mean yeah so th- that really created a lot of anger but my point is that when you get those when when, when those um you know those events occur when you see that type of news you need to like you said, take it with a grain of salt, you know, not let it create this intense anger in you that festers and intense emotions that intensify over time. Yeah. And uh, I, I, because of, and I used to get like that, man, I was so like, I was an extremist. That's kind of why one of the reasons I am this way now, mm-hmm. um, I've got, I've really gotten into this philosophy called stoicism, which is basically just about what you said, like just ignoring that anger that comes out of you and looking at things not ignoring it like just it's kind of like buddhism in a way too like meditation realizing that it's there but it doesn't mean you have to act on that 
uh, one of the things I'm also getting from this book, Sapiens, is we all have, we also have to all realize we're just fucking monkeys. We're just monkeys walking around on a rock in space. And the reason we get angry is because we're monkeys. You know, jellyfish don't get angry. Be like a jellyfish, dude. Just like be chill. <laughs> just like be stoic and just think, dude. You know, just like um, one of my favorite quotes is from I think it's Epictetus in the Enchiridion. Uh, if if someone Dan, if someone came up to you and stole your body right now, like from your soul, you'd be a little angry, right? Yeah, I'd probably be pretty pissed. Pretty pissed. So, <laughs> you know, it's my body. People, <laughs> everyone, Dan's a very handsome young man, and uh, young Dan King. And Not quite as handsome as you, though. Get out of here! Get out of here! And <laughs> but if someone stole your mind. People steal our minds all day. They, they take up space in our heads all day. Are Absolutely. we not embarrassed by that? You know? So that's mm. just something to think about that. I, I try to think about too. Like, why am I actually getting mad? And why am I letting it affect me? Yes. Yeah. I'm trying to, I, I, I was rambling before um, when I was talking about the idea of not letting all the information that you're taking in, you know, actually create emotions within you. Um, but what my whole point was, is that you can't be, let's say you hear, here's an example. You hear something on CNN, right? Now you can't take that information you got from CNN and immediately say, oh my God, I believe this. I believe this so wholeheartedly and I'm going to make my next 10 decisions based off of this information. You know, that's, that's a bit of a rough example, but it's basically just, when you hear something, you don't want it to be influencing all your choices. You want, or rather, you don't want one specific thing to be influencing all your choices. You want to take it, take the, take in the information, ponder it, think about it, decide how you feel about it, and then you can like form your, your perspectives. But when you allow other things outside sources, like you said, they're stealing, they're stealing your minds, all the social media. When you allow that outside information to define who you are and what you believe, that's the problem. For example, you see people on Instagram saying, wear a mask or you're a terrible person. Okay. So then you, then you, if you accept that in your mind and then, and then you say, okay, I'm a terrible person. If I don't wear a mask in this case, maybe masks are good. So maybe you are a terrible person. If you don't wear a mask, but at the same time, you shouldn't be taking everything that you see on social media and immediately assuming that's exactly that's actually how you should be acting right. you know if, it, if the social media was saying if social media was saying it is good to kill babies you wouldn't be like oh i should start killing babies <laughs> it's an extreme example but that's pretty much what i'm trying to say is that you, you can't let other things mold who you are you need to constantly be trying to, to think freely and developing your own opinions about things new gkm song it's a good thing to kill babies <laughs> Like a, Killing you know, babies is good. <laughs> <laughs> Why was that so good? I would, dude, I would listen to that song every single day. <laughs> no, no. It's, you know the band Anal Cunt? It sounds like an Anal Cunt song. <laughs> Sound just, I don't know Anal Cunt, but based on the name of their band being Anal Cunt, I can imagine they would do something like Killing Babies is Good as a song. It's literally, yeah, they, they make joke songs like, um, they, they don't mean this. It's just they, 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 they title their songs really funny stuff and then they just scream. Uh, they have a song called Hitler Did Nothing Wrong and they just like scream on, on it. And, oh, gosh. Uh, yeah. I think they might have songs about killing babies. Um, Dan, 
where can people find you? Where can people find GKM? Please plug all, you've been an amazing guest, by the way. I really enjoyed our conversation. I want to have you back on here again. Uh, me too, me too. Thanks, man. Plug everything you want. Take as much time as you need. Okay, everything I want to plug. First off, most importantly, the band. Green Knuckle Material at GKM Band on Instagram, Facebook, all that good stuff. Um, you can find me on Instagram at Young Dan Key, Key spelled K-E-E. And follow YouTube for GKM as well. Green Knuckle Material on YouTube. That's also something I would like people to go check out because we've been releasing more and more music videos. So the YouTube content's going to be rolling out. So that's probably it for my my plugs. Not, 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 nothing too crazy. Just follow me on Insta. If you want to follow me on TikTok at Young Dan Key and at GKM Band, go ahead. Follow us on TikTok. Yeah, please do. These guys put out a lot of great content. Dan's always posting videos of him singing and he's really good and does live streams and the band is, like I said, insane. And what like their music is so, 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 so good. I like, I love whole, like, ah, like whole such a good song. And um, like all the, yeah, all the music you guys make is fun. And when these guys come back, please go see them live. Like, like when, when they do more and more live shows around because uh, they're just fucking insane live. You guys are one of the best bands I've ever seen live for real. Stop. Um, no, for Stop real. Guessing. Like, yeah, for I'm not gaslighting you. Um, <laughs> whoa, whoa. And uh, what about your uh, girlfriend's podcast? Because she's, oh. she's gracious enough to let us use your mic and, and everything. Yes. The final podcast. They do horror movies and they're hilarious. They talk about each scene by uh, each movie scene by scene. And um, it's, it's really great content. They're super funny and they break down the movies in a great way i think people that are into movies into horror movies especially would definitely enjoy them so the final podcast go check that out as well awesome and dan uh last thing i ask my guests is please um i want you to you know leave the folks here with a book or quote that you love a lot oh gosh Put me on the spot. You should have told me ahead of time. I could have had it ready. Everyone says book. that. That's why I do it. I do it. <laughs> I want your subconscious to answer. You know? Well, I'd say the best book I've ever read is one that you mentioned earlier, which was How to Win Friends and Influence People. That is the best book I've ever read. And a quote. Wow. Big quote guy. Huge. Big on quotes. There's a lot of different quotes that I could say, but I'm going to go with the, I'm going to go with reinforcing the one we said earlier. Listen, not with the intent to respond, but with the intent to understand. Is that a Dan Key original? Definitely not. I heard it somewhere, but I can't <laughs> say where I heard it. Thank you so much. You've been an amazing guest and uh, can't wait to have you back on, man. Everyone yeah, else. Th- Thanks so much for having me. I, re- I really enjoyed myself. I'll try uh, not to ramble so much next time, but we were talking about some intense issues that I was just spouting my thoughts. I've been thinking about them a lot re- recently. So, Dude, no, that, that's literally my favorite thing to talk about. So that this was perfect. You did great. We could literally have the same conversation next time and then I'd, I'd have just as much fun. All right, everybody. Peace out.